Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 713, I want to let you Packers parents know about a cool opportunity for perhaps one of your kids. The team is looking for its next junior power pack reporter. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. Sometimes kids do the best interviews. You know, we've seen athletes interviewed by kids before. Some are actually really good at it. These There's no filters. Right. They just ask. They're just curious about stuff. <laughs> right. The rest of us tentative in the press corps. I don't want to make this guy mad by asking a hard question. <laughs> kids are like, how come you dropped that? Yeah, how come this wrong, happened? Wrong right? with your hands. So to be eligible, you have to be a member of the Junior Power Pack for this opportunity, the Packers auditioning kids from ages 5 to 14 to actually conduct a player interview at an event. So the Junior Power Pack is like the kids' fan club. Remember the Pepsi fan club back in the day for the Brewers? Yep. A lot of us Gen Xers were part of that. So you sign up at Packers.com. You get your kid in the Junior Power Pack club. And then you can submit a video for the contest. The Packers will select one winner from all of the entries. And they've got a lot of details on what they're looking for. But they say the entries will be judged on creativity fandom, clarity, and on-camera presence. So it's got to be a, it's got to be a solid presentation. Okay. And they're only taking one. Clarity means you got to be understandable. Yes, well, we have to have some <laughs> idea of what you're talking yes. about, right? So got to get your videos in by May 10th and again packers.com they're looking for a junior power pack reporter. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive <laughs> at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Baseball in Milwaukee is officially back, and you know it's back when the cardiac crew are back scaring you with the 1-0 lead late in the top of the ninth. Brewers all-star closer Devin Williams found himself in a bases-loaded jam with two outs and a full count. Coleman collected the pitch, and it's a call third strike! Devin Williams! Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Williams would strike out Trent Grisham, and the Brewers would go on to win 1-0, and they would take three out of four games in San Diego. Wade Miley, who got the start for Milwaukee, was magnificent going seven scoreless innings while striking out eight batters on his way to his second win of the season. Next up for the 11-5 Brewers is a three-game set beginning in Seattle tonight. First pitch is set for 840 with Corbin Burns slated to get the start. Over to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks dropped game one to the Miami Heat by a final of 130-117 to at Pfizer Forum. The Bucks made some runs throughout the game but just never had an answer for Jimmy Butler who dropped a game-high 35 points with 11 assists. He got to his spots whenever he wanted, um, easily. I mean, he's a great player. Yeah, I give him credit with that. He's crafty with his moves, crafty drawing fouls, but we just got to do a better job of, you know, making it tougher on him. Chris Middleton there following the loss, who had quite the game for himself, leading the Bucks in scoring with 33 points following his knee injury. The story of the game, though, was Giannis, who went down hard after a layup attempt in the second quarter with a back, in- back injury, and he would not return after the game. Coach Bud did provide an update on his MVP candidate. He has a back contusion. Um, there was x-ray that was clear here, so we'll monitor him, see how he does um, 
you know, see how he wakes up, how he feels the rest of tonight, tomorrow. The good news for the Bucks, they do get a few days off here as Game 2 is not scheduled until Wednesday at Pfizer Forum with an official tip time of 8 p.m. Coming up, Debbie's going to help us help our furry friends. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. And at 722, there is a serious need out there, and we are working to fill it. Going to go back to Debbie Lazica for this one. She's taking a look at how you can help us and the brewers help the Wisconsin Humane Society. Okay, show of hands, how many of us got a new pet during the lockdown? Yep, me too. They've been a great source of companionship and friendship, and we want to make sure that they have everything they need, right? Well, once again, we are partnering with the Brewers Community Foundation and the Wisconsin Humane Society to collect supplies needed for all five campuses. It's the Pet Supplies drive through Drive. This Thursday morning, I'll be out at Hellfair Field, you know, the one just outside of Ampham Field, to take any and all donations for their facilities. Director of Animal and Client Services, Rachel Hahn, sat down to talk to me about what exactly they need. We're looking for a few different things. Our highest needs right now are for our Furry Friends Food Pantry. We're looking for our cat and dog food, both hard and wet food for that pantry. We are also searching for more peanut butter. We use peanut butter in so many ways here in the shelter for enrichment. Something that's high value to get their brains going and so peanut butter is really essential. And it's not just any peanut butter that will work. You want to make sure it does not have xylitol in the ingredients list. That could be poisonous to dogs. Creamy is best and helps us fill the toys a little easier but really any kind as long as it doesn't have that xylitol in it would be great. Um, And any size peanut butter is helpful. And what else? Soft treats. Um, We use them in almost every way with our dogs, those soft treats. Um, So thinking vegan strips or pepperonis or anything that's nice and soft as treats for the dogs. How about non-edible? Potty pads are really helpful for us too. We send so many animals to foster that those potty pads really help those foster parents who are assisting with animals who may not yet be potty trained. We also line some of our kennels coming out of surgery with those potty pads to help those animals recover. Baby wipes we also definitely are in need of. Um, As you can imagine here in the shelter we clean up a lot of messes and so baby wipes are very essential for our staff and our volunteers. Oh, and don't forget, it is spring cleaning time. Pay no attention to the snow we just got. Time to clear out the closet of stuff that you are not using. If folks are doing that spring cleaning and wondering, hey, can the Wisconsin Humane Society use this item? WIHumane.org. We have our wish list right there so folks can just go right on and determine if we can use that item. It's not just for the adoptable animals either. Did you know the Wisconsin Humane Society has a robust wildlife rehabilitation side? They take care of any wildlife that may have run into some problems. They rehab them with the idea of releasing them back into the wild when it's safe. Those animals need a little help too. Our wish list has a lot of their needs on there and um, surprisingly some of the items on there might look similar to some of the items that you just have in your home. So thinking like Dawn dish soap or even you know some of the same things that are on the domestic side or on the adoptable side like those blankets and whatnot um, but the more specific needs are all listed there. Look our little four-legged and sometimes two-legged pals have been there for us let's be there for them. Help us help the Wisconsin Humane Society stock their furry friend's pantry and give all the animals a solid start in their forever homes. <coughs> Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. And Deb, you're the perfect perfect person to report on this for us. you got a veritable menagerie over there, right? What else? Well, I got two dogs. 
That's it? Yes. Don't you have a whole bunch of other animals? No. I mean, I've got squirrels in the back. <laughs> well, all of them, no matter who they are, I call them peanut. Okay. So there you go. And, we've got, and of course, we've got rabbits that live under our, uh, our wood pile and everything. So. Oh, wait. And the bees. And the, well, the butterflies. The yeah, butterflies. butterflies. Oh, yes. Butterflies. Yeah. That I don't have a crop yet this year. So we'll see. It's too early. <laughs> no, right. I hope you don't have any butterflies today. <laughs> exactly. So you'll be out there Thursday morning. I will be out there with uh, pounding the pavement and collecting the donations. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, I'm excited. And that, by the way, goes all day, 7, 8 to 5 p.m. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Expecting a huge turnout. Folks love to donate for that. And the Humane Society does great work for... Cross your fingers for good weather. Well, I got you a high of 63 degrees. Okay, There's a chance that. for showers and storms. But no, we'll no, keep, we don't want that part. We'll keep an eye on it as it gets closer. <laughs> okay. So how it works when the brewers are on one of these West Coast road trips is, obviously with the time difference, it's pretty early in the morning. We're in Seattle. In fact, the brewers posted a video of the plane taxiing there. So Seattle tonight, 8-something o'clock. Yeah, it's a late one. Pitch. Yeah. Right. So for Brewers 360, we normally have a slate of brewers guests, usually Sophia Minert on Mondays, Craig Council, mm-hmm. not the coach. The manager, Eric. <laughs> the manager, yes. On Tuesdays, but the deal that we have Hasn't with all of them. Hasn't been on since you called him coach, by the way. <laughs> because, because of because the time Because they're on difference. the West Coast. Right. Don't worry, we'll address it with <laughs> the manager when he joins us. But when we have this time difference, like it's before 6 o'clock in the morning there in Seattle, so we don't wake up our honored guests. We agree, hey, mm-hmm. listen, when you're on the West Coast, we'll, we'll find somebody else. Yeah. Right. And then when we can't find somebody else, then we call Joe Vitrano. So my dad will be our guest on Brewers 360. Coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind 35 points from Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat stormed Milwaukee and cooled down the Bucks by a final of 130 to 117 to take the early 1-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference opening round. Chris Middleton led the Bucks with 33 points. While the story of the game being Giannis leaving after only playing 11 minutes after suffering a back contusion. According to Coach Bud, his x-rays were clear. Game 2 is scheduled for Wednesday at 8 p.m. at Pfizer Forum. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive. And our guest this morning, as the Brewers are on their West Coast road trip, and it's just too early for all of those guys, we bring in one of the best baseball fans I know, Joe Vitrano. That's also my dad. Morning, Dad. Good morning. So let's lead off with this because um, virtually you got the 20-game package again this year, and after virtually every single game you attended last year, I would receive a phone call or email from you complaining about how long the game was. <laughs> when, you know, in retirement, it's I don't mean to be insulting, but you literally have nothing else to do. I don't know why you didn't just enjoy your day at the yard. But nonetheless, how are the rule changes treating you this year? You've been to a couple already. Yes, fantastic. It's 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 a totally different experience. Uh, the first game we were at, we were out of there uh, earlier than uh, two hours and thirty minutes. Joe, do you find that you miss anything if you're not paying the hardcore attention? Well, that's true. I mean, you, you got to focus. <laughs> <laughs> so otherwise, you miss stuff. Yes. But I mean, you're as a, you're as purist as purists I know in terms of respect for the game. Has it altered it? in any way materially for you where you feel like we're, I don't know, we're missing something or we're doing something wrong? No, 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 not at all. I mean, 
when I was a kid, and, and now we're going way back, but, uh, you know, Milwaukee Braves, 1950s, yeah, the, the length of the game was two hours and 30 minutes, two, 245, and it was great baseball. This, I mean, right now, it's refreshing. You go to the ballpark, uh, and, and, and stuff is happening. You don't have a guy adjusting his, you know, hitting gloves for, for 30 seconds and then the pitcher stepping off and uh, throwing over to first base five times. I mean, it, it, it's alive is the best description I can have. Also, the ball is getting put in play uh, a lot. And, uh, you know, you got guys stealing bases. It's just it's, it's a much... Uh, better product, I think. You know, one thing I was thinking about, though, Joe, was what if, like, it's the World Series and Kirk Gibson is up, and, like, See, instead of the drama that builds after pitch after pitch and the crowd and all that, it's like, okay, done, 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 done finished. Like, it, Or you get a pitch clock violation. Oh, yeah. Base. So, yeah, I guess I'm not, I'm not as worried about that, but you're right. There's yeah. that aspect, too. Of someone yeah, getting a strike or a ball, but like, does it take away the drama that some of these games would have when it gets to the postseason? Uh, yeah, it might. I I don't know if they're going to make adjustments when they get to the postseason. Uh, that's a that's a that's a different animal. Uh, that's a good question. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when uh, for example, uh, the one game we went to. Uh, you know, there were there were a number of runners on base. I mean, it wasn't a critical situation, but nonetheless, there was drama. And, and the crowd, you know, you're focused. The crowd is into it. So there's more noise. Uh, I, I, I think it's I think it's doable in the postseason. Joe Vitrano, 20-game package holder and uh, one of the best baseball fans I know, our guest here on Brewers 360. Last, last thing for you, Dad, because I know we've debated the Josh Hader trade and in larger context, the role of the closer in baseball. Saw Devin Williams load up the bases yesterday and almost coughed up a great outing by Wade Miley. Hader came in and retired the side in order in his ninth. So any thoughts on the closer situation and how dubious that remains for the Brewers? Well, they have. uh, Williams has been doing a good job, though. I mean, you know, everybody's going to have a a tough outing. Uh, I, I think They've got some good ones. That Strezelecki, or I, I'm pronouncing the guy's name. Yeah, he looked really good when we saw him. Uh, Milner's been good. Uh, they've got a couple of guys that haven't really performed there. I think they're okay. Uh, the big, the biggest concern, and you guys probably are well aware, they got to keep the starting pitching healthy. And you know, now you got Woody out. Uh, when stuff like that happens to this this ball club, it's it's. It's going to be difficult. Joe Vitrano, our guest on Brewers 360 today. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good day, guys. See, that's my thing with the closer, though. Streslicki comes in there and throws, you know, retires three Mm -hmm. guys in order, and he's got an electric arm today. Trot him back out there for three more. Yeah. Why do you have to bring in your closer? Either you got a closer or you don't. 751 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher's with us next. Idea Man. We're on YouTube now, too. Has that changed how you guys have dressed? Innovative. Not that I'm saying I, I always wear pants, but 
I'm going to definitely have to at least always wear pants now. And Packers Hall of Famer. Where is the camera? <laughs> it's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. Got to run a piece of video by you here, Tausch, so I'm going to need Eric to describe what we're seeing here. All right, so there is a pitcher for the Florida Gators, the uh, college, college university, and he strikes a guy out, and he flexes a little bit, and he's celebrating there. Umpire yeah. now walking toward him. This is the end of the inning. Big strikeout. Umpire walking toward him, throws him out of the game. Says, you're out of <laughs> he gets here. tossed. Pitcher keeps walking, kind of looks back. I don't know if the pitcher didn't realize he was thrown out or if he understood why he was thrown out. I think out. he must have jawed. He must have said something to somebody. So anyway, he walks off. He's out. Yeah, so then you see the manager come out, and there's not really any like great audio to it, but the manager's kind of arguing with the, with the umpire. So but then, that, Tausch, <laughs> is not the reason for the story. Next inning... A uh, teammate of the Florida Gators hits a grand slam, and as while they're all celebrating him and hitting him on the head and, and slapping him five, he's not celebrating. He's just in protest of his buddy getting thrown out of the game. He decided he would not celebrate his home run. So he's no, just no expression <laughs> at all. Faced, walking back to Arms the dugout. Arms at his side, Tausch, and he just walks in with zero expression. Yeah, I saw this last night. I think they put it on Sports Center, and. <laughs> I was thinking, man, that the dude that hit the home run and then that reaction, because he was basically saying, oh, there's no fun, you know, kind of when you overcompensate and overreact to something that is ridiculous to showcase how ridiculous the initial move was by this ump. And, and this, I think, is where fans go crazy because, you know, fans and media, we want you – know, it's a kid's game. We hear this all the time. Have fun. You know, we know it's a business, but it's a kid's game. And these guys are out playing. And you, there is a ton of emotion. Why we all love sports is because there is that emotion. There is going to be a little bit of trash talking. And as long as things are done respectfully and it's just in the moment, this pitcher gets a big strikeout and he's jacked up. He's, you know, there's a ton of adrenaline. And for the ump, I understand umps have to you know, try to make sure – Things don't escalate. There wasn't anything escalation about it. And I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that his teammate had his back and made the ump look even more ridiculous. And I was wondering, is this ump going to drum this guy for not showing it up? So you go from too much emotion showed, and now you're going to go and drum this guy out. I know they did throw him out, but it would have been hilarious to show the ridiculousness of that because I think we all want our players to care. We want to know as fans it's important to them. And the way you see that is when you see that raw emotion and you better not take that out of sports because then all you're doing is watching an episode of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> see, I think, I think probably because if, if all it was was what we saw there where the pitcher got a little jacked and maybe yelled something, whatever, I'm, I'm with you. I'm good with it. You think he said something he shouldn't have said? I think he might have dropped some perhaps well, select said, words. Eric? What would have possibly, if you're umping, and I feel like you could be an ump, what would he say that would force you to throw him out? Well, what is it in uh, Bull Durham? Oh, must have called him a... Remember that? Oh, no, the word folk that you can't have a youth with an umpire.
Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the case. But you have to, I think, as umps and as coaches, understand the moment. And if it's, you know, if you're drilling people and you're down by 10 runs. And, but when you have a big inning, you know, a big play like that, you have to understand that that is a piece to what's going on. And when you don't, uh, you start sucking the fun out of sports, man. It, it'll show. And that will reflect on how people continue to show up and tune in and do all the things that we all hope that they keep doing. Did you ever ump, Tausch? I did. I um, I had uh, I never wanted to be behind the plate. I always liked calling balls and strikes from behind the mound. Mm, uh, the yeah. one thing that I always struggled with when I umped first base was paying enough attention when you do a check swing. And if they would turn <laughs> down to you and your, your head is like looking out in the left field and you have to... You always have to go no swing because you don't want to ring somebody up if you're not paying attention. Right. That happened a few times, and uh, so my umping days, I, I enjoy the the whole interaction of umping. You can't give two blanks about what people say, and I, that's one thing that I don't mind. Doing. Mark Tauscher with us every morning at ten to eight. Great to talk to you, my friend. Talk again tomorrow. Yeah.